The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, uh, changes are coming to impaired driving laws in Alberta. The province has introduced legislation that would see first-time impaired drivers fined $1,000, have their cars impounded for a month, not to be allowed to drive for at least three months, and then have an ignition interlock installed in their vehicle for a year. Justice Minister Doug Schweitzer says similar rules in B.C., have proven to be effective in reducing drunk driving and the number of fatalities. This policy works. It saves lives. It holds people accountable in a far more effective way. Schweitzer says the proposed change would reduce backlogs in courts and free up officers to do less paperwork and more police work. He says the changes would begin this fall and that serious impaired driving cases would still go through the court. You injure someone, you kill someone in in impaired driving, criminal charges are there immediately. If you don't change your behavior, criminal charges are there. The policy is backed by the Alberta Chiefs of Police and Mad Canada, but not everyone agrees with it. Sherry Arsenault's son, Brad, and two of his friends were killed by a drunk driver in 2011. She is the head of Families for Justice. Sherry, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Okay, Sherry, you've been fighting this uh, for years. Uh, What's on your mind today when it comes to this? Well, I mean, first off, with Minister Schweitzer's telling Albertans is misleading. And to me, it's disturbing and very disheartening. Um, They're misleading Albertans with with stats and facts that simply aren't true. Uh, They're slipping this in under the cover of, of the a worldwide pandemic but mostly they're taking a very serious crime and reducing it to a mere traffic ticket or an administrative fine under the pretense of safety and it cuts me like a knife when i hear him say don't worry sherry if an impaired driver kills someone we'll charge them criminally i mean every time someone drives impaired that risk is there Sherry, you say that uh, they're they're using misleading numbers. Tell us, you know, can you expand on that? Well, you know, uh, when the NDP government suggested this exact same legislation two years ago, the UCP, uh, you know, I met with them and they told me they wouldn't even let such a thing cross their desks. But uh, two years later, here we are. When I did an independent study on it, they're exaggerating and they're they're misleading when they say the uh, BC in BC deaths have reduced by about forty percent, because what they're not telling Albertans is, in Alberta, our deaths have been reduced about over thirty five percent, and the same with all other provinces across Canada, that still hand out a criminal charge for this uh, crime. So if the numbers are skewed then, Sherry, why would Mad Canada support this and why would the chiefs of police support this? Well, you know, I I have a lot of respect for the police and the RCMP. You know, I believe that, you know, their budgets are way cut back. So the time spent in courts, we do know the courts are backlogged. The time spent in court is troublesome to them. 
But I don't believe the police should become the, the judge, jury, and executioner in, in these kind of cases. Um, Mad Canada, I've spoke with them many times over the past few years. And, you know, with respect to them, they have their own agenda too. You know, uh, many people are in it for the money of it, whereas I have no skin in this game except to try to save people's lives. Well, you no know, skin in this game. You you probably have the most skin in this game. Your son was killed by a drunk driver along with two of his friends. Well, that's that's true, but I don't have any financial gain from from this crime. You think you this know, is a cash cow? It is absolutely a cash cow, and I'm glad you said it first. <laughs> but it is. It's absolutely a cash cow under the pretense of public safety. I mean, in B.C., there's a whole decade, a new generation of young people that have told me it's just a traffic ticket. They're willing. They're even more willing to take that risk. And, I mean, there's two serious things wrong with this legislation. One, to the main of the main problems, it, it removes all deterrent. We go from 1500 down to a $1,000 fine. We go from one year loss of license down to three months. But the biggest one is it removes the stigma of a criminal record. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin, uh, people will not have their day in court. The the current oh man this this one is uh, something else. Uh, Sherry, um, have you had any conversations with the province about this? The used to be government about this. Yes, I met with uh, Mr. Schweitzer right. I guess it would be about the beginning of March, and uh, you know I had gotten wind that they were actually entertaining this. I couldn't believe it because I I met with them two years ago when they. They, they were as uh, astonished as me that this would even be entertained. Hmm. I met with Mr. Schweitzer and he said, well, we're never just thinking about it. And, you know, I, I figured there would be a little bit of time. It wouldn't be slipped in, uh, you know, this quickly. Yeah, I, I'm a little confused. I thought um, as of right now, there were no fines for a first-time uh, impaired driver. Um, from what I understood, um, you just had to pay like all the towing charges. You had to pay for the interlock, all that sort of stuff. I didn't think that there was a fine, and this uh, introduces a $1,000 fine. I believe this introduced, like the new bill that they are introducing introduces a $1,000 fine, but uh, as we speak now uh, with the criminal record, it's uh, most normally a 1300 to a $15 fine, you know, after you are found guilty mm-hmm. of impaired driving. So they're this dropping is- that to a mere 1000 And, you know, just, just for the record, it will cost you $2,000 if you pull out one extra jackfish from an Alberta lake. <laughs> So, you Sherry, know, what's yeah, our I lives think- worth? I, I think it's also interesting, and, and this question has come up in this in this conversation. If if those first time, you know, kind of like what they were talking about when when cannabis became legal. You know, do we do we wipe off all of those criminal records for pot possession now that it's legal? What about those people who have been charged? And I know you can't answer this; it's just for for conversation's <laughs> sake. Yeah. But what about those people who have, um, you know, uh, made that awful mistake? And you know, are we going? 
going to get to the point where those criminal records are, are wiped as well. You know? Well, that would be definitely another problem. It, I mean, what's fair anymore? I mean, to me, it's unthinkable to even take a crime that is in our criminal code and diminish it to a, um, an administrative fine in the first place. I mean, look at it this way, Jalen. If you drive in Saskatchewan impaired, you're going to have a criminal record and a, and a loss of license. But in Alberta, it's just a ticket. No mark on your, on your record, no nothing. I mean, it's not... I mean, I do feel that... Because it is a cash cow, more provinces will pick up on this, but it does nothing for public state safety. And it's taking, it's taking all of Canada, uh, Albertans, back decades. Uh, you know what, Sherry, once again, a number of people are, are, are calling into question some of the numbers. Um, you know, for example, uh, which I mentioned off the top, um, the numbers saying that the fatalities have dropped uh, 50% in BC, and people are wanting you to explain that again. You say the numbers that they're using are incorrect. Well, what they're doing is they're giving misleading facts. They're not, I mean, why doesn't Mr. Schweitzer tell us what the, uh, the re- reduction of deaths in Alberta have been? Because my stats say that they're close to 34%. So, I mean, 34, 40%, we still have the criminal, the, you know, a criminal charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what it's telling people is it's okay to drive impaired it's only a ticket and that's the message it sends and i would have hoped our tough tough on crime ucp government would have strengthened it not diminished it by so much and then to take away the criminal charge uh, it's a cash cow it's plain and simple and alberta albertans are getting uh getting the wool pulled over their eyes Sherry, before I let you go, uh, on the federal front, um, you've been fighting for years now for tougher sentences for those convicted of impaired driving causing death. You want tougher sentences on that front. I know at one point you had been in conversations uh, with uh, the, the Justice Minister at the federal level. Where does that stand now? Well, right now it's just at a complete standstill. I, you know, for uh, the last four four, maybe five years, I've worked with the Liberal government, but they will not budge. They, in fact, have set us back backwards, too. Uh, I am just holding my breath and waiting for a possibly a new government, you know, in a couple years, three years, and then I, we, I can resume this, this because, you know, the Conservative Party claims they're tough on crime, and uh, I... I am in touch with um, Mr. Peter McKay, and he he backed me up fully when he was the justice yeah. minister. So I just I just keep my fingers crossed, Jaylen, and I and every year I just think what what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You and, and so final word on on this is that you believe that having the criminal charge there would be is 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 the bigger deterrent out of everything. It is the biggest deterrent. I mean, nobody wants a criminal charge. It can it can affect your life. It can affect your job prospects, travel. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest the biggest deterrent 
for I think most of the general population. We all understand that you could do almost anything and some people would still engage in this behavior, yeah. but the biggest deterrent is the stigma of a, of a criminal record. And I believe young people, they get it. Um, but this is going to turn their minds all backwards again. It's just a ticket. It's just a traffic ticket. Sherry, always good to catch up with you. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for your patience in our rescheduling our schedules over the past couple of days. Oh, no <laughs> thank problem. you for that. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you oh, soon. That's, uh, yeah. that's Sherry Arsenault joining us this afternoon. Thanks for this, Sherry. So, um, and again, so just uh, one of my texters said, I'm, I'm kind of missing this. Um, I was convicted. It was a first-time offense back in October. I had the $1,000 fine. I had the immediate 90-day loss of license. And then, again, post-conviction, the only change I see in all of this is that I wouldn't have the criminal record and, and that he had two beers at a hockey game. So one of the things that I find interesting, too, because in trying to track down numbers today, um, I, I thought there was a fine, too. I thought there was a big fine. I thought it was about $1,000. And then some other stuff, documentation I found today as well, saying that it does not impose any fines uh, on persons convicted of driving while impaired. However, you have to pay for the towing and the impoundment um, and the interlock, all of that sort of stuff, and that all adds up. But I do know people who have gone through this and they have had to pay the fine. So the big one again, and I think this is the point that she's talking about more than anything, is that she believes, uh, and, and I think a lot of other people would believe, that having that criminal charge on your record would be the biggest deterrent um, to, you know, having some drinks and then driving. And now that's removed. So you get maybe fined uh, more, kind of the same. Maybe you have to have the interlock a little bit longer, whatever it is. What do you think about this? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So, first-time impaired drivers fined a thousand dollars, have their cars impounded for a month, not be allowed to drive for at least three months, and then have an, an ignition interlock for a year. I already thought that was in place. The criminal charge has been removed, or will be removed on a first time. On a first time, but again, if you're in an accident, you hurt somebody, you know, then, then that's sticking around. What do you think?